What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast. I am, of course, your host, Ethan Smith, coming at you on Tuesday, January 11th. And I hope you guys are all having a wonderful Tuesday so far. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about the Zach Thompson trade that happened kind of out of nowhere, even though he was designated for assignment and the Pirates acquired Chavez Young from the Toronto Blue Jays. So we'll talk about where he could fit into the mold in the outfield that is very, very loaded going into spring training. We're also going to talk about the Pirates being interested in one of the top international free agents out there during the international signing period right now in the form of an 18-year-old KBO pitcher who withdrew from the KBO draft. So we'll talk about that and, of course, the latest on Brian Reynolds. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. More on them later, but also make sure you follow this show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You could follow me on Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan or at Locked on Pirates. And with that said, guys, let's get into today's episode. You are Locked on Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to that Pirates podcast, everybody. I am once again your host who does the most, Ethan Smith. Hope you guys are all having a phenomenal Tuesday, as I am as well. This is not, or Wednesday, it's not even Tuesday. I just realized that. Well, oh well, it's Wednesday, January 11th, not Tuesday. I thought it was Wednesday. It's okay. It's Wednesday, my dudes, if you guys know that one. Um, but it is Wednesday, and today uh, today's episode will not be the only episode you get today. We will have another special episode coming at you later this afternoon, so be on the lookout for that. But Zach Thompson was traded yesterday after being designated for assignment by the Pittsburgh Pirates in a move that, before we even get into Chavez Young and Zach Thompson, this move for designating him one made sense. I mean, the pirates have a lot of young pitchers about to be coming up this upcoming year. They have a lot of signees that they got uh, brought in and Vince Velasquez, Rich Hill, junior Fernandez. They brought in a lot of different guys this off season to bulk up this pitching staff. Zach Thompson just didn't fit into the mold, which is fine. Bryce Wilson didn't fit the mold either. He was traded to the Milwaukee Brewers. We'll like highlight that a little bit as well here. The Jacob Stallings trade ticked a lot of people off at the time for reason, for good reason. Um, at the time, the Pirates catching position was a mess. Um, I still think it's a mess until Andy Rodriguez or Henry Davis gets here. And Zach Thompson was supposed to be a big part of that trade alongside Connor Scott. Zach Thompson, obviously, with this trade, is no longer here. So biggest thing that you talk about with this is now that you look back on the Jacob Stallings trade, you only got one year of Zach Thompson pretty much, one and a half years for sure. And you get Chavez Young now from the Toronto Blue Jays. So that was my biggest takeaway from the Zach Thompson trade was that they at least got something for the guy 
They didn't just DFA him and then get nothing for him and let somebody pick him up for nothing. So they at least get something here. And that's something, of course, is outfielder Chavez Young. So they've picked up some outfielders this offseason uh, off season as well. You've seen them pick up Ryan Velade from the Colorado Rockies, Chavez Young from the Toronto Blue Jays. Of course, there's the prospect of G1 Bay and others having to move to the outfield with the logjam in the middle infield. So we'll kind of see what goes on with the outfield over the next couple of weeks to see if the Pirates make any other moves, as well as what spring training is going to look like for that group. But Chavez Young in 2022, of course, uh, just for measurables for some people that may not know, he is a switch hitting outfielder, uh, right-handed thrower, 25 years of age, six foot, 200 pounds. Last year at Triple A, for the most part, 237 average, six home runs, 22 RBIs, 21 stolen bases, and a 690 OPS. Of course, that was mostly in Triple A. Um, his other five games of the 70 that he played last year were at single A, but he did have most of his time at the triple A level. Um, his single A time kind of inflated the average a little bit, 278 average at triple A or single A last year, 234 at the triple A level, 681 OPS is kind of where he looped around. On his career, though, 266, 31 home runs, 210 RBIs, 110 or 119 stolen bases and a 747 OPS. So the the basic gist of this trade for me is that the Pirates yet again made something of nothing. Zach Thompson at this point, clearly for what the Pirates were trying to do, was a nothing. He was not going to fit into this pitching staff. He could have maybe slid over to the bullpen and kind of had a Will Crow-esque career arc. That, to me, was never going to happen. So they get something for him in the form of Chavez Young, a 25-year-old switch hitting outfielder. You guys know I love my switch hitters. The the kid, OPS, none of his stats really go crazy off the board. But maybe a change of scenery does it for him. Maybe debuting at the MLB level does it for him. Maybe there's a there's a multitude of things with Young coming to Pittsburgh that could mean so much for his career. He is, again, already 25. So the Pirates will probably have a short leash here. They're probably going to take a look at him, see what they have. He'll probably start the season in AAA. He'll come up, probably show his craft, see what he can do. Maybe he develops into a fourth outfielder. I think that's a very plausible argument to make for uh, Chavez Young. I think it's something that could very much happen for him as well here in Pittsburgh. Not much else to say about this trade, though. Zach Thompson never really found his groove in Pittsburgh. Um, When he was acquired from the Miami Marlins, a lot of people were pretty happy about it because the Marlins have a very good rotation, and he was in the back end of it just because of how good it was. So we expected things from Zach Thompson, especially trading him for Zach or Jacob Stallings, who was a guy that realistically was a big part of this team for quite some time. So seeing him leave was okay. Zach Thompson's here now. What is Zach Thompson going to do to make up for Jacob Stallings leaving? He never really did it. That was the biggest thing. And again, the biggest part of this, if you want to take away anything from this, being a listener, the biggest part of this is that they got something back for Zach Thompson. They didn't walk away empty-handed. That's the biggest thing that I can tell you about this trade. We'll see what Chavez Young 
uh, turns into. We'll see how he performs in spring training and welcome to Pittsburgh. That's really the gist of it. The gist also of the offseason being in full swing for some football teams. Baseball still not back, but there's plenty of sports. You got ba- you got basketball, you got hockey, got the NFL playoffs. Lots of things are starting up. And if you want to have fun doing these things, make sure you go to betonline.net. That is your place to do all of your sports betting this year because it is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to bowl season, which just ended, to basketball and hockey. They've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info and fix. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. And BetOnline is where the game starts. And remember to always bet responsibly. So, some other news going on in the world of the Pittsburgh Pirates. They are interested in signing a top international prospect once again this year. Uh, of course, last year we saw Jordani De Los Santos and um, Tony Blanco. Sorry, there we go. Couldn't think of his name for a second. Uh, be acquired by the Pittsburgh Pirates during the international free agent signing period. And they are interested once again in a top player this time. A guy who surpassed the KBO draft where he was slated reportedly to be the number one overall pick in the KBO draft. He, of course, being Jun Siuk Shim. I hopefully didn't butcher that too much. Um, but Shim, of course, a top 18-year-old international prospect on MLB.com. He's the number 10-ranked uh, international prospect in all of baseball and the second-highest pitcher in all of baseball as well. Um, again, he ranks 10th overall on the list. Uh, Luis Morales from Cuba being the only other that is in the top 10 on that list. And when you look at what you get from this guy here, Shim is the, I mean, wow. Uh, when I heard about this initially, I said, is this a real thing? Like, is this something that could happen? And people have told me, yes, this is something the Pirates are talking about. You look at the scouting grades, 60 fastball, 60 curveball, 50 slider, 50 changeup, 50 control, 55 overall uh, for measurables. Again, for everybody that likes those things, six foot four, 215 pounds, right-handed thrower. There's not a lot to hate here about this kid. Uh, MLB.com, of course, uh, in his synopsis, uh, says the scouts that have seen Shim pitch make a case that he's the best arm in this year's international class. What's not to like? And when they get into the what's not to like part, um, has a fastball that can top out at 100, consistently sits 94-96. That plays in the modern day of the major leagues. Uh, He has a true 12-6 curveball that has good command. Um, he does, I believe, have four different pitches, as I mentioned earlier, a fastball, curveball, slider, changeup. So the control, of course, something that you would be looking forward to having that multitude of pitches. Um, they say right now, uh, from things that I've read, 
that the 12-6 curve and the fastball are the two pitches that he's most confident in and that the slider and changeup are emerging, but they're going to be plus pitches in the future. So remember that this kid is 18 years old um, and has been compared to Chan Ho Park since his early teens because of his poise, makeup, and fastball. So surpasses the KBO draft, top 10 international prospect, something the Pirates should definitely be looking at. Um, especially pitching wise, because those kind of pitchers don't just grow on trees, especially pitchers that can top out at 100, have a true 12 6 curveball that has good command, and is still working on two other pitches that scouts are saying are going to be plus pitches in the future. You don't get that very often, especially from international free agents. And this is a move I think that the Pirates should definitely be interested in. Um, to read more up on it as well. I mean, there's multiple outlets that have talked about this. He he looks like a really, really big guy. Um, and again, Daniel Kim was the guy to uh, highlight this, hearing that the Pirates are about to sign Shim Jun-shuk, who is considered best pitching prospect from Korea. Right-hander was expected to be the number one overall pick in last year's KBO draft until he withdrew himself from draft to pru- uh, pursue a MLB opportunity. So MLB pipeline, of course, you know, has praise for them. And the Pirates are always pretty good at finding these international prospects, I think. I mean, they're they're very good at doing that. And there's not much else to say about them. There's videos online. You can see him pitching. There's videos of people explaining more in depth about him. But not much else to say about it as of right now. Uh, there's not a plenty to say. Uh, we'll see if the Pirates pull the deal off and, you know, bulk up the pitching prospects even more. That's what I am all for with this team. And it's a model of success for teams like the Pirates who don't spend a lot of money. They can't go out and sign the big aces. So get them in, in the international free agent period. Get them via trade. Get them however you can in the draft and build a strong pitching staff, which is something the Pirates have put an emphasis on this entire offseason. So we move on from that to wrap up today's episode, which I'm keeping the episodes a little bit shorter uh, during the offseason just because I feel like you guys appreciate it um, and I get the information out a little bit quicker rather than ranting for like seven minutes. Um, Brian Reynolds, of course, still the talk of the town. With the Pittsburgh Pirates, the news has slowed down a little bit since we heard about the six-year, $75 million figure that the Pirates reportedly offered a little bit more than that, and that the two teams are very far apart in terms of money, that Reynolds Camp sees him as a three-figure million guy, that being $100 million plus. And the Pirates have not met that price yet. So now my thoughts on this Reynolds situation have changed a lot. To the sense that he wants to be here, I think. I have heard that from people. I have kind of seen it in action that Reynolds is a guy that wants to be in Pittsburgh for the most part. And at the end of the day, when you look at this Pirates team, 
Reynolds is the best player on this team and has been for quite some time. He wants to be here. The Pirates have given him no reason to be here, and he wants to be here. Yes, he requested a trade. Look deeper. Look at the layers of the situation. Players request trades openly all the time to get stuff done. It's just how the business works. But when the Pirates the last two years consistently held on to Brian Reynolds, despite all the interest that the guy has in Major League Baseball, despite the all-star season he had that year, where if they would have traded him at that time, the value would have been nuts. Despite all of that, they've held on to him. So what does that tell you as a Pirates fan? Especially considering they held on to him after Adam Frazier and that whole group left. Brian Reynolds is the guy they wanted to keep for the long term. Not just three years. The long term. They offered six years. Let that be noted. Six years was still offered. From what I know, it's not the years, it's the money, it's the finances. But ever since that moment that they decided not to trade him away, along with Adam Frazier and all of the other prospects that they or all the other players they had that they offloaded in that big fire sale, they stuck themselves in this position. They put themselves in a position where they have to get this done now. Because his value is not what it was two years ago. It's still very, very high, but it's not ever going to be what it was two years ago. And at the end of the day, he's your best player. You have prospects coming through, and at this current moment, though, the outfielding prospects don't look all that great. There's not a lot to like. That's the scary part. This would be different if we were talking about say, like, Josh Harrison or Starling Marte when they actually had outfielders that the Pirates could rely on. Not saying they don't have guys they can't rely on right now, but if they trade Reynolds, those guys are going to have to step up. Can you rely on them to step up? And I will end today's show with this. I do still think the Pirates get an extension done with Brian Reynolds. I think it will work itself out eventually. I think they will meet somewhere in the middle on the money figure and get this done. But this is all I have to say on it. Are we having the same conversation if Key Brian Hayes didn't get an extension last year? It's a good it's a good thing to think about. Are we having the same conversation if Brian Reynolds or not Brian Reynolds, Key Brian Hayes didn't get eight years, 70 million and the biggest contract in Pirates history last year. I'm not sure we do. With that said, guys, thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Locked on Pirates. Again, we will be on a little bit later with a special episode for you. It'll probably come up around 5, 5.30 Eastern time this afternoon or this evening, depending on how you consider 5, 5.30. My name is Ethan Smith of the Locked on Pirates podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan or at Locked on Pirates. Have a wonderful rest of your Wednesday morning and afternoon. I will see you later for that later episode. And after that, I will see you on the flip side.